We're talking with Lucky Dolly on the Silly Dog Blues and Roots. Say you're cutting me loose, but I know, I know, I know that's just the blues. There you've got Australian Hammond uh, player and um, blues and rock and roller. Hey, that's a you talking. Put up with Lucky at the uh, Tuca Winter Blues Festival, uh, July, end of July 2016. Sometimes I feel I gotta call it a day. Just uh, give us some time to have a chat on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots. So welcome, Lockie, to the show. Excellent. Uh, so tell us about your. Uh, let's talk uh, local first. What have you been doing here at Echuca, and um, then we'll talk some bigger things as well. Oh yeah, sure. Well, um, here at Echuca, the Winter Blues Festival. Again, this is our third year we've done this. Um, great festival. Uh, full full of great local talent, so I always feel privileged to be a part of it. Yep. Um, yeah, we've done, what have we done? We've already done, we've been working us pretty hard. We've done, I think about seven, seven sets or three shows uh, to great crowds and yeah, just, just just enjoying, enjoying this beautiful town and all the people. It's a great festival for catching up with all the uh, the blues scene and all the musicians and all the fans and stuff, so yeah. we've just been having a great time. Fantastic. Well, uh, sets off scene. You've been uh, cooking pretty hard on that Hammond, and uh, so let's just take it right, right back. I mean, uh, we interview, interviewed your brother years ago, Clayton, yeah. and you were called the Two Hands. The Hands. The Hands. Just the hands yeah. I'm going for two or four, but anyway, uh, the Hands. So there must be something in the family background. Well, tell me about the uh, keyboards and the the Dolly family. Sure. Well, uh, we were lucky enough to grow up with a piano in the house. I think that was the um, the the most instrumental part of it. Um, we'd always sort of tinker away on that, and Mum decided to get us a couple of lessons when I'm not sure how old I was. It was at the same time me and Clayton got them, so I was four years younger. But I, yeah, I didn't dig it at all. I remember it was a couple of classical lessons. Clayton did it for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, and then sort of didn't really think about the piano for a while, and then. Mum started going out with this kind of pot-smoking hippie kind of <laughs> blues guitar player type. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he kind of just introduced us to the blues. Right. And, and from there he showed us, you know, Otis Spann and all those hon- great honky-tonk players. And, yeah. And um, we kind of uh, we kind of got into it together. I guess I was, I was following Clayton's footsteps a little bit, you know, watching what he was learning and, and trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then it, then it wasn't too long after we started sort of playing locally with with a few people, and then those other musicians introduced us to the organ and introduced us to Booker T and the MGs yep, and yep, yep. Steve Winwood. And um, yeah, I remember the first time I ever actually played a real organ. It was just mind blowing. It was like the power underneath your fingertips when you're playing this sustain that just yeah. this screaming kind of like madness and yeah. I don't know I think it it really did something to me <laughs> it still does that uh, when you when you set it up and switch it on it, oh I do yeah it has the yeah, same yeah. impact it does yeah especially now because I've got the I've got the primo like the ultimate organ rig yeah so it's just the sound of it now is just oh yeah I love it, I love it. so, so the, the organ was um, through other music you never moved to guitar or anything like that it was straight to organ Pretty much straight to organ, yeah. I mean, I still kept playing piano. I still play piano now. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I could play a couple of Albert King licks on the guitar. That's about my. Yeah. Uh, that's. I'm <laughs> that's, thinking of John, as far as it goes. John Cleary, who went to New Orleans as a guitarist and, and became a keyboard player. Yeah, no, no, always, always started with the keyboard. Always, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Now, tell me about this organ you've got now. I, I saw a lot of stuff about you. Uh, someone got off a scrap heap and repaired it. And is that uh, is that true? No, that's actually another one that I've got. Very similar. I've got four of them now, so I'm a bit, <laughs> right. I'm a bit greedy. How big's the house? <laughs> yeah, not big enough. Not big enough, especially now with the uh, with the little guy Dash. Yeah. Um, no, the one you're thinking of is a. Oh, it's a real great find. It's a. It's the same year as my C3, which I carry around. It's a B3. It's a 57. Yeah. But yeah, it was in a shed for however many years. Mouldy. All the wood was all swollen. Ugh. But. It's actually coming up really good. Right. It's, it's making noise now. So that's yeah, a... Uh, that's a project. That's a, yeah, a work of uh, love. Uh, it is, yeah. To, to bring it back. Yeah. So it's all- yeah, talking with Lockie Dolly uh, about where he's coming from, where he's going. Playing some tracks uh, off his latest album, Conviction. Yeah, it's a 57C3 and a, uh, a 50s Leslie. Um, sorry, it's an early 60s Leslie, 145, an American-made one. Um, yeah, and then I use a like a, an overdrive, a tube overdrive thing. Yeah. That's for the organ sound. So that's about... I mean, every organ is different, much like guitar, especially over the years, because all the resistors and all that stuff start to vary all the values and stuff, so they get their own unique character. Yeah. Um... And this particular one that I play, I just, I love it. I love it so much. That's why I, that's why I bring it everywhere. Can't stand to not have it. And the Whammy Clavy. The Tell Whammy Clavy, yeah. Everybody wants to know about the Whammy Clavy. They clubby. sure do, yeah. What is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about it. Yeah, well, basically, that's, um, there's not many of them in the world. It's a modification that you do to an old 70s keyboard called a clavinet. Yeah. Um, which, if anyone's heard Superstition, which I'm sure they have, yeah. it's that whole intro, it's that keyboard, it's that sound. Yeah, but when you add the whammy bar to it, it just goes, puts a new bridge in there, and just stretches all the strings. When you push the whammy bar down, much like a Bixby whammy bar on a guitar yep. on a bridge, yep. um, same thing. So it just means I can bend notes and and make it a lot more vocal sounding, I suppose. You might yeah, say. yeah, it's sort of like uh, the human voice of uh, 
the clavy. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm struggling for words here. But yeah, it's yeah. sort of like talks to you. Yeah, well, especially when I had the wah pedal as well. It's just something yeah. about the clav and the wah that's just made to be together. So, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it's great. It's just a whole. It's opened up a whole new world for me. Now listen, all, all your, uh, I've never seen you do a uh, off-key performance, <laughs> I'm not asking what you're on, but uh, you know, you're always uh, revved up, and maybe it's just that the sound of that organ like clicks a button or something, but um, what, what is it about, you know, what inspired you to, to sort of perform the way you do with so much energy and um, passion, you know, were there, were there musicians? Or... I think, um, I don't know what it is, I've been trying to work it out, but I think I can't stand the thought of being mediocre. Yeah, I just it, it drives me to insanity. Yeah, if I put on a bad, if I think I put on a bad show, it eats away at me. And um, so it doesn't really matter where I'm playing. I I just have to I just have to make sure that I'm giving it my all and I'm entertaining and people are enjoying themselves. Yeah. So I think it uh, I think it's just gone from that, and then it's just it's just grown into a whole style of performance yeah now I think and vocally as well and and, uh, yeah. and, and look at your, your band you you always play the band yeah which is a three piece usually what drums and bass drums, bass and then I play the organ and, the and, and who's the band now I mean you've had some changes over the years but who's the band yeah now? well I mean at the moment it's the solid band is Jan playing bass who's played with me since since the start really so 2010 when the Dolly group yep. started up and then I've had a lot of different drummers um, I had Adam who was incredible still is incredible but he's just too busy but uh, now I'm like yeah now I've got Jackie Barnes who is just a monster a monster he's a powerhouse yeah. and he's kind of the, the best of of uh, all the different worlds of styles and stuff that I kind of play in my set you know he, he can he can rock hard he can he can also play like um, he's still got that swing from the '60s, yeah. And he can shuffle, and he can get funky as well, and right. go down to New Orleans, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's just all those kind of styles I like. He can do, and it always sounds great. All you can say, all that kid can play. I'll be doing in the USA. Yeah. So who have you been collaborating with? Um, I see your name come up with Jimmy Barnes and Joe Bonamassa and um, tell us about who you're collaborating with. Yeah, well, I've had all sorts of things lately, but yeah, I mean, I've, Jimmy Barnes, I've worked with him on and off for, for 16 or odd years or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we did that thing with Joe Bonamassa and uh, Mahalia Barnes, which was... Uh, about two years ago, we did that whole great record. album too. Yeah, I love the original up, too. Came up beauty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, and then then a lot with Glenn Hughes lately. I just uh, just got back from Denmark a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, we recorded an album with him. If you don't know who Glenn Hughes is, he uh, he was in Deep Purple, Mark Three, the bass player, and also kind of a, he sung a couple of leads as well as yeah um, with Coverdale. Um, and he's also been doing his own thing forever. But uh, yeah, so I've just done an album with him over there in, in Copenhagen, and uh, then I'm going to be touring with him over in Europe 
for November, December as well. Fantastic. Which I'm looking forward to. And now you, you do a lot of gigs around Australia, um, but you've been to Europe recently, so uh, what, was the, uh, what was the base of that and uh, how did it go? It was absolutely fantastic, yeah. We were there September, November last year and it was... Uh, the way I got welcomed there was like nothing else. Um, I think because I was kind of on the radar with a lot of Hammond players and, on, and just the blues scene in general over there. Um, they're very, uh, I guess they're very committed to the blues and committed to music and the whole culture over there of, of appreciating music, especially when it comes to town, you know, when it's stuff they haven't seen before, I think is just, is huge. Yeah. So um, all the gigs we did over there were great. I did a couple of really big ones. I did a lot of radio shows, which were fantastic. Um, the big difference between the radio shows, I noticed, is like even the community radio stations over there, They've all got the latest gear. They're all like super wow. high tech. They're all yep. got film crews in there filming it <laughs> as well, going up live onto the internet or, or, yeah, or yeah, being yeah, posted yeah. later. You know, so obviously there's the governments and the uh, really take music and the arts seriously over there. You know, yeah. they they invest in it and it pays off for them. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had a great time, great shows. I did clinics over there, Hammond clinics, to wow. uh, organ players and met so many great organ players. It was just oh, it was so good. I, I'm back there again uh, at the end of August. Got a couple of festivals there, and so I'm really looking forward to that. So are you learning the language or are you speaking English? Just English. They, know, <laughs> they know all they, know English. They know it back to front. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have a hope. Yeah. I didn't even try. didn't even oh, attempt. I'd try and laugh, laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, your latest album, uh, Lockie, was uh, Conviction. That's right, With yeah. some great tracks on that, especially the title track. Oh, thanks. Uh, and you're writing a lot of material now. So, yeah. um, what's your process for writing? Um, you um, you sit at the uh, hammond and scratch yourself, or how does it work? A little bit. My biggest motivation for uh, writing are deadlines, I find. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want a bit of pressure. Basically, <laughs> what I do is I, I book the studio. Yeah. And I'm like, all right... Now well, I've booked the studio now. Got some songs. I've got to have it written by this date. Yeah. So, um, that's generally, yeah. I work good under pressure. I remember talk, interviewing someone, they were talking about Jeff Lang, and they were saying the same problem. Jeff Lang said, it's just like your homework when you're at school. You know, you just got to finish your homework, all right? Yeah. And you get it done, yeah. and then you'll have a song, and then worry about... And your, your songs change over time, uh, you know, when you're performing them all they the time? They do, yeah. Yeah, they do a little. Um, yeah, often, you know, you're after a few months of playing, and you're like... Oh, Bugger, I wish, wish we recorded it like that. Yeah, yeah. Have a baby, then here you are. I call, smile, and ask you for a dance. You turn me down once, you turn me down twice, you turn me down three times. But I bet you I yeah, you're on the Sully Dog, Blues uh, and Roots. Uh, we're doing some interviews, and uh, this is a great one with Lockie Dolly, Hammond player and uh, powerhouse from the land of Oz. Here's a track of his album, Conviction, I Betcha I'll Get You. Lord knows I'm a patient man. To get your hand, I do all I can. I call a wink and offer you a drink. Turn me down once, you turn me down twice, you turn me down three times. But I'll get you, I'll get you, 
live albums for <laughs> yeah now you, you mentioned um, uh, before that you did a live thing in, in um, uh, Broadbeach yeah well, we just we did a, one of the best shows we've ever done in at the Blues on Broadbeach festival and we recorded all that and filmed it all that multi cameras multi audio tracks and um, so yeah I've been slowly sort of putting that up on YouTube and Facebook and uh yeah, it's it just turned out so well that yeah, I'm gonna gonna release it at least on iTunes and possibly maybe just a limited run of CDs. Well, there's a hell of a lot of great YouTube clips of Lucky Dolly Band at Broadbeach, as well as others. Yeah. But they and I was looking uh, on the web before, there thousands and thousands of views. Are you finding that's getting you uh, known elsewhere? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing for me right now are those videos, especially the ones I upload to Facebook because. Uh, once something gets started on Facebook, it just goes it goes nuts. So I've got a got one song, "Stop Listening to the Blues," which I just thought was the first one I uploaded from from Broadbeach. Yeah, that's had a, a two hundred and forty thousand views. Wow! And then there's a solo that I did, just a crazy manic Locky Dolly solo over yeah. a groove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. From Mitchell Creek uh, last year. Yeah, that's that just hit four hundred thousand views. Wow! So what, are people ringing you on the phone? They are, getting all sorts of, well not on the phone, but all sorts of crazy (laughs) messages from people everywhere and festivals around the world and I've just got to try and work out whether I can do them and stuff, but uh, it's really great, I'm so excited at the moment, just the opportunities, it just feels like stuff's happening. So you're touring, where's your touring the next 12 months? So, well, uh, well, I've got um, a few things with Barnsley coming up in the next couple of weeks and then I go to Europe for my thing a few festivals there yeah. so that's mainly Holland and then come back and then I've got a bunch more festivals like Mitchell Creek and Bulumbai. Um then I'm back to Europe again for two months but this time with Glenn Hughes so I'll be playing with him Right. and I'm going to try and squeeze a couple of mine in there somewhere if I can since I'm over there yep. <laughs> we'll see how we go with that so what about the US how is that uh, is that on the radar yeah, actually it is. Um, I'm just in talks with someone right now about that. Hopefully, hopefully mid next year, but still pretty early stages with that. But yeah, he's pretty he's pretty keen to make it work. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go with that. 
Now, on your, your, you know, you write your own material, but live you play a lot of uh, standards which you, uh, you know, convert to your uh, Lockie Dolly version. Yeah, <laughs> so, some so, of the longer gigs, yeah. yeah. So, so, so what's your influences back then that in terms of organ players or, you know, we, we're going down Jimmy Smith or or you're looking at uh, Steve Winwood or, you know, who, who, who's, who's uh, inspired you, I guess? Well, to be honest, uh, in, in a lot of ways, it's my brother because he was always older than me, and, oh, yeah. and he was, you know, he was sort of doing it, and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome! I got to do that." Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, it's really my brother, and then I've got all Booker T, and I have the Steve Winwood, and and not so much Jimmy Smith. Clayton's probably gone more down the Jimmy yeah. Smith path yeah. than yeah. I have. And then once I was about, I don't know, twenty. 21 or whatever I really just was just doing gigs and then just warping weird crazy ideas that came into my head and just I'm not afraid of trying things yeah Times I don't pull them off, but I'll, I'll give them a go. If I, if I think of something, it's yeah. like, bam, I'll just do it. And that, over the years, that has really just shaped yeah. the way I play. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you hear certain things that other organ players do, and you don't necessarily consciously uh, sit down and learn them, but you just hear them and go, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll might try something like that. So, do you listen to stuff when you're not playing? Uh, yeah. A little bit. Some <laughs> not people so don't. much these days. Some people don't. No, that's right. Not, not, not too much. No, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts actually. Oh, Solid yeah. Gold Blues and Roots, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love, I love podcasts, especially the touring. Yeah, they're really, really great music podcasts and, um, you know, uh, uh, science ones and yeah, and, yeah. and music industry ones and things like that. And yeah. yeah, there's been a big shift over the ten years I've been doing it. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, everybody's. It's latched on. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I can get in the shower and listen to that now, rather than that crappy morning radio. Exactly. <laughs> it's just it's just the way of the world, isn't it? You can just you can tailor everything to what you want to hear. And that's right. Do it and do it. Yeah. That's right. It's that's good. right. In a way, it's like I, I think of it with the whole yeah. internet and everything. It's just leveled the playing field. So I think if your shit's really good then it's going to do well. That's right. And you've got an audience of uh, 7 billion, potentially. That's right. Exactly. Instead so. of, like, yeah, a few. Now, uh, you got any new uh, recordings in the works? Yeah, we've recorded a couple already for the new album. Um, and we're back in the studio in a couple of weeks' time to uh, to finish it. But we're already working out the, the new album tour, um, which is going to be uh, late January, February and into March. Right. With a few festivals in there as well. Yeah, the festival season in Australia. Yeah. And so uh, kind of tailoring it around that and 
Yeah. Already got some great venues booked for that, so. Fantastic. And um, when it'll be, it'll be out then? It'll be out. It'll be out. Like we, we don't know late the content January, yet. Early February. Which means you've got a writing deadline. Uh... Yeah, I do. <laughs> what it is going to be, it's going to feature a lot of people that I've played with okay. over the years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't want to say exactly. No, that's fine. Just yet, but just think of all the people that I've played with, if you know who I am. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah, of the yeah. people that I've played with over the years in Australia and... and it's going to have a lot of them on there. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, look, uh, we wish you well, Lucky. We Everybody loves your stuff, including uh, Solid Dog Blues and Roots. So um, we wish you well and hope you're a power. Next time we speak, uh, you're a monster uh, on the international <laughs> stage, which you, should, you deserve to be. So thanks for your time, uh, Lucky. Oh, absolute pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, Salty. Don't you say that you love me? Yeah, we've been talking with Lockie Dolly. Yeah, get on the web and uh, track him down. We'll get him in a show uh, coming near you. We're going to go out with the title track from his latest album, Conviction, on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots.
say that you love me And you promise you never leave Well now why can't you hold me Look straight in my eye Got to make me believe now Now you Yeah, you're on the dog. Listen to the Salty Dog Blues and Roots podcast. I'm Lockie Dolly. Keep listening. Subscribe. Do it.